If I could sum up the astrological energies of July 2023 into two themes, it would be lineage healing and inner child work. And those two things are very interrelated. So we're going to jump into why and of course yoga practices and journal prompts to actually work with those themes in your life throughout the course of this episode. So first I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host Rosemary Holbrook and a Yogi Scope is yoga practices for yogis or for the astrological yoga practices for yogis. Astrological updates for yogis, which means we have I'll explain all of the current astrology going on, the, the stuff that seems like majorly important, and then at the end, we'll talk about how to thread these themes into your yoga practice. Even beyond asana, we'll always talk about asana, the postural practice, but then also other limbs, other ideas, other ways to embody these energies, and then two to maybe sometimes even five or six journal prompts for your Svadhyaya yourself reflection. So welcome. If you're new around here, Vedic astrology does use the sidereal zodiac, which is just slightly off from the tropical zodiac that Western astrology, or if you're in somewhere like the US or UK, or maybe even Australia, places like that, um, just known as astrology. So with that in mind, if you don't know your Vedic birth chart, you can grab a free copy at my website yogiscopes.com slash chart. And there you can also get a copy of the birth chart decoder because that will help you understand what you're looking at. Because most of the time when people first look at their birth chart, myself included, when I first saw a Vedic chart, I was like, what is this nonsense? What am I even looking at? So that's why I made the decoder to help you understand and sort of follow along with the podcast. So with that in mind, everything happening this month is mostly around the signs of Cancer and Leo, which is again why the birth chart decoder might be helpful because I'll be saying things like you'll want to know where these signs are in your birth chart, like what houses they're in, so that you can know a little bit more specifically for yourself what it means. But let's get into what this stuff means on a collective level. So just a reminder about the flow of these monthly outlook episodes. I will tell you the dates of all the astrological events that I think you should be aware of. And that's just because some people like to write them down. Some people like to have them ahead of time. Um, I do also make a planner where you can get the whole rest of the year of dates ahead of time. Um, but also you might notice shifts start to happen. So it's important that if I'm telling you what the energies are, you know when they're going to start or end, which is why I tell you the dates. So just if that ever feels boring to sit and listen to me just rattle off some dates, there's an important reason why. And so, and then after we talk about the dates, we'll talk about what that all means. So just don't get too bored listening to the dates. We'll talk about what it means, the overall energies, what it's a good month for, a bad month for, and of course, yoga practices and journal prompts to work with the astrological energies of this month of July. 2023. So first of all, the first sort of major thing happening is the full moon in Sagittarius on Monday, July 3rd. We'll have a separate episode all about the full moon because I always just cover new and full moons on their own. Um, and then after that, on Thursday, July 6th, Venus will enter Leo. And then on Saturday, July 8th, right after that, Mercury will enter Cancer on July 16th, which is a Sunday, the sun will enter Cancer. 
And then right after that, we have a new moon in the early degrees of Cancer because on Monday, June 17th, we have a new moon in Cancer. And just FYI, the new and full moons sort of just move through the signs with the sun, um, as I always describe on the new and full moon episodes. And new moon happens when the moon and sun completely conjoin in the sky. Like when they're in the exact same point astrologically, the same degree, that's the peak of the astrological new moon when they're in the same degree of the sky and I guess astronomical too um when they kind of sort of like cross over each other and they're moving the same direction but the moon moves a lot faster and so then the full moon happens when the moon is on the complete opposite side of the sun from opposite side of earth as the sun right so um this means that new and full moons the moon moves through all the zodiac signs every month The new and full moons are um, dictated by the position of the sun, if that makes sense. Um, And so the reason that's important is typically they're just moving one sign per month like usual. That's, That's what we normally see. Every once in a while we'll have a blue moon or we'll have, um, sort of like two full moons in a row in the same sign or two new moons, which is the case this time. That's why I bring this up. This is the first new moon in Cancer, which is typical of this time of year. The sun enters Cancer this time of year, so it's typical that we would have a new moon in Cancer this time of year. In August, we will have another new moon in Cancer. So that's important. Just keep that in the background of your awareness. I'll bring it back up later in the episode. Um, And then also in August, we have a blue moon, which is not technically in Vedic astrology. They don't like really talk about that as much, but, um, I am a product of the culture I was raised in and blue moons are a big deal here in the U S. So, um, and, and that just means two, uh, full moons in a calendar month. So in August, and of course we'll talk about this more as we get to August, but it's important because we're setting the stage for some of that stuff now. So that's why it's important to know about it now. Um, we'll have another new moon in cancer and then we'll have two full moons in the month of August. So, and then I'll talk about the Vedic astrology of that in a moment too. Um, And then anyway, so after the new moon in Cancer, the next thing happening is Venus will go retrograde in Leo on Saturday, July 22nd. And then on Monday, July 24th, Mercury enters Leo. So if you notice um, all the things happening this month, Venus moves to Leo, Venus goes retrograde in Leo. We're having uh, the sun move into Cancer. Mercury will also move into Cancer and Leo both this month. Um, So everything happening this month, aside from that full moon in Sagittarius, which I'll cover separately in its own episode, everything is happening around the signs of Cancer and Leo. And so again, that's also like typical for this time of year. That's, I mean, like the sun And like I just mentioned, the new and full moons are based on the sun, based on the position of the sun. Um, Because other than that, the moon just moves through all 12 zodiac signs every month. And then um, the sun, roughly Venus and Mercury, more or less move through the signs just like that about once a month. Um, That's typical. Typical. So I've, I've talked about this before also is like, I, if folks tell me they get confused between all the Western astrology noise out there when you're trying to study Vedic astrology and it's like hard to keep things straight sometimes. Um, 
And I think it's okay because Western astrology, they're starting to talk about cancer season because I guess the sun just moved into tropical cancer like this week um, as I'm recording this. And that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like they talk about cancer season. For us, we're like the sun doesn't actually move into cancer for like another month when for tropical Western astrologers, they'll be saying the sun's moving into cancer or moving into Leo around the time we're like, no, really, the sun's moving into Cancer. And it's fine. It's, like, not that big of a deal. Um, What I think and what I have seen is that the outcomes, the interpretations are the same, usually, like, oftentimes, uh, just the particulars are different. So I'd urge you to, like, pick a system and stick with it. Don't try to hop back and forth between the two systems. But if you're here, hopefully you pick Vedic Astrology. Um, or sniff it out, figure it out, whatever. But just don't get too hung up on that. Just know that, like, it's typical for Western and Vedic astrology alike during the summertime here in July, like late June, mid August, Cancer and Leo energies are high because of all these factors, like I mentioned. And so, most notably this month, that Venus retrograde across Cancer or starting in Leo and then spending the majority of its time retrograding in cancer um, is top of mind. And so that's, I mean, everything else happening this month is around cancer and Leo, but it's it's the stuff to be expected, right? Like the sun's going to move there. We're going to have a new moon there. Um, and we'll talk about what all that stuff means, of course. But this Venus retrograde is like the biggest. Venus only retrogrades once every 18 months, which is unlike Mercury, which retrogrades like three to four times a year, depending. Um, So this year, actually also in August, we will have Mercury retrograde in Leo. So that's why it's just like everything right now, Leo and Cancer are super important. So it's going to be important to know where those signs are in your birth chart. But let's talk about what it means, right, Um, collectively. So Leo especially Magha, the the first nakshatra of Leo, Magha, has this connection to lineage. Like I mentioned, if I could sum up the entire theme of the whole month of July in two themes, it would be lineage healing and inner child work. And so let's talk about why the lineage healing piece comes from this action around Leo. Because Leo, the lion, as you may know, the lion's like the king of the jungle. Um, And then so when we have this connection to royalty, which so does Magha have connection to like royalty. So what's the deal with royalty? Like, why are they royalty? The only reason royalty people royal or they're like considered royal is through their bloodline. It's not like in a democracy where they're like voted in, right? Royalty, like it's because they're through this family bloodline. That's what like makes somebody royalty purely based on their bloodline, their lineage, right? And so that's where we get that connection of that bloodline, lineage, ancestors thing. Um, And so, you know, the great majority of us here are not royalty. If you're royalty listening to this podcast, that's cool, you know, awesome. But the great majority of us probably aren't. But um, it still draws this connection Um, just all this stuff happening around Leo, to considering our ancestors and our bloodlines and where we come from because of that royalty connection. And the only thing like that makes people royal is really their bloodline. It's not like they did anything special. I mean, you go way back and they're just the feistiest bloodline, I guess, 
the best fighters are the ones who became kings. Anyway, um, and then Cancer, is everything else happening this month is happening around the sign of Cancer. Cancer is the natural fourth house, which means it has connections. And so on its own too, it has connections to your inner sense of home, the mother, emotions and boundaries and how your how your so how your boundaries impact your emotions because good boundaries can lead to more positive emotions more times uh poor boundaries or lack of boundaries or overly rigid boundaries can lead to um more negative emotional outcome states like resentment or loneliness or whatever so these kind of things are being brought by cancer and so it's all about emotions and boundaries but then specifically especially with the venus retrograde it'll be bringing up themes of like how did your relationship with your mother or like the way you were raised impact um so that's also that that lineage healing piece um impact how you show up so this is all like it, it's hard to separate for me like i'm trying to Say like, this is coming from Cancer and this is coming from Leo. Um, but really, it's all related because if we consider, you know, that, that motherly instinct and the, the lineage um, and then Leo also being the fifth sign has connections to children. So not just your lineage and bloodline above you, your ancestors, but also your progeny, your children, if you have them or you know, so it's just all related, this idea of like generational trauma, generational healing, and how that stuff shows up in in how you show up. Because also Leo is considered often like I, I think the most common stereotype we hear about Leo, um, at least in like the memes and the Western astrology world, is like that Leos are very like flashy and showy and kind of uh, stand in their power well, like you, like kingly, right? Or, you know, like as you would expect somebody who is royalty to do, you would expect them to be like proud, proud like a lion, I guess, right? So um, all that stuff is related, if that makes sense. Like how, how you were parented, your lineages, um, culture, will impact how you show up in the world, right? So that's that's like top of mind this month because of all of this um, cancer energy, Leo energy, and especially, especially this Venus retrograde in Leo, which I will cover more in depth on its own episode. Um, but so the overall energies, if I didn't you know, sort of like make it clear yet is issues of love in the heart because love, because Venus retrograde, Venus going retrograde will bring up themes around love, relationships, creativity, which is also Leo, the sign of Leo has connections to creativity and creative pursuits, um, and abundance and how you, stand in your power, maybe your limiting beliefs that come from your lineage or, you know, what, what are your beliefs around abundance and that kind of stuff because of your lineage. And then also cancer, the sign of cancer rules over the chest. And then Leo rules over the heart, the blood flow, things like that. So 
literally and figuratively, issues of the heart are on the mind this month. And then also another big prominent overall energy is self-care and nurturing yourself and others. So this month is a really good time to sort of like slow down because of all this retrograde energy we have going on, which was just, um, maybe not the last, the second to last, second to most recent episode before this one, um, was all about the many, many retrogrades that we have going on between, you know, between June and like September are the main, um, sort of like peak of them. So in July, we'll be in the thick of retrograde season, which is, you know, also common for this time of year. It's, I described all of that separately on that episode, but this big slowdown of energy is coming from the retrogrades, Venus retrograde being one of them. Um, and then we have that happening in Leo and Cancer. And it's, it's all about how can you sort of slow down and tap into that nourishing energy, tap into what's going to nourish you, what's going to nourish um, others around you. Can you really tap into that sort of motherly nurturing, um, slow down and, and take care of yourself this month? Um, because also, or in July, Mars will have moved on actually right at the end of June, I believe is when Mars moves into Leo, which will be good because Mars has been debilitated in cancer since like May sometime. Um, and so that, that sort of adds to the slowdown energy. It was like, we're really already in it and it will keep going on in a different way throughout July. Um, and so I've mentioned this already, Mars being there in the sign of Leo first. Um, so like it was in cancer for a little while first, it's been with Venus in cancer until Venus moves on to Leo. So first, uh, Mars will at the end of June and then Venus will move on to Leo to join Mars. So they're sort of traveling closely together. And so you might already be noticing this stuff that I'm talking about, um, picking up. And what made me think of saying that is this idea of like slow down and nurture yourself in June. The energy was a little bit like you might be reaching burnout. Um, that's a sort of Mars and cancer type thing is feeling burnt out, feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends, feeling like, um, you can't get anything done because of perhaps a feeling of burnout. And so that's, that's the Mars and cancer. So you might've already been feeling that how important slowing down and taking care of yourself is. Um, and then in July, it'll just be the same thing, but different, if that makes sense, like the same kind of outcome, just different energy behind why if that makes sense. And then, um, also, uh, because of this, we have two new moons in cancer. The first one is in July on the 17th, I believe I already said, yeah, the, on the 17th. And then we'll have another one in August. Um, so I mentioned this on the retrograde special retrogrades are all about doing things that begin with like the RE prefix, like redo, revisit, reestablish, reinvigorate, reinforce, that kind of stuff. So think like second chance kind of energy um, around the sign of Leo as well, but especially Cancer. And then to have two new moons in a row in Cancer, that's sort of like big transformational second chance kind of energy. So if, 
Mars being debilitated in Cancer was bringing things up for you, especially around burnout or self-care um, or maybe even passion or your inner uh, self-nurturing. Um, you'll have time to kind of work through that stuff in July, I'm hoping, July and into August. Um, and so then also another sort of major energy coming up this month um, is around perhaps feeling fickle or changing in your emotions and especially um, in how you communicate those things in relationships. So we'll talk more about this in the Venus retrograde special because Venus doesn't go retrograde until the end of the month-ish. Like it's a month from now as I'm recording this. Um, and so when we have Mercury join uh, well, actually, it'll move to Cancer, I think, after Venus moves on. But, um, yeah, just right after Venus moves on, Venus moves to Leo on the 6th, and then Mercury will move to Cancer on the 8th. Um, but then they'll spend some time retrograding together. The Mercury retrograde will be in Leo in August. But anyway, it's just, that's what I'm saying is, like, this stuff is all happening together. It's, like, everything Cancer and Leo right now for these couple months, like, lots of stuff happening around those two signs um, and cancer being the emotion boundaries, Mercury being um, communication and also Mercury brings this sort of flitty like fickle energy. Just be careful with that. Watch out for um, especially once Venus goes retrograde, it might be harder to communicate your emotions. Um, just watch out for being, like, um, fickle about things. Just, you know, try not to be. And also have some compassion for people in your life that might be kind of fickle. It might be acting kind of fickle. Um, and so it's a good time to work on communication around relationships this month, especially. And then when Mercury moves on into Leo, watch out for having a temper. So those are some sort of changing energies that will be happening this month. Um, just to recap, issues of love in the heart because of that Venus retrograde and the signs that it's happening in. Um, a lot of transformational re-investigating, reinforcing, kind of reinvigorating kind of energy around self-care, nurturing, um, boundaries, and how you receive your nourishment and how you experience nourishment for and with others. That's a big major theme of this month, right? That's on the more like day-to-day um, -day level kind of, I think. And so if you wanted to do the deeper work, um, it would be around lineage healing and that inner child work, um, which actually we have a workshop coming up on July 16th. That's the member workshop this month. And maybe it's a Mars debilitated thing, but I just did not feel like doing all the stuff to make that open for drop-in. So for now, it is a members only workshop, kind of like the, um, the solstice planning party and practice that we did. Normally I had been for a long time opening these workshops up to drop in. I'm considering right now, because it's my prerogative to do whatever I want, making them members only. And you can always join the membership at any time to come, but we will be doing a workshop around inner child work that will include a nice sweet yoga practice. Um, and it's, so it's on July 16th, which is a Sunday at um, 11 a.m. Eastern time and it'll be a couple hours 
replay will be available to the members. It will be all around looking at, so doing a nourishing practice for this inner child work and then looking at astrological indications and remedies. Um, and as always, these workshops are not like super huge or anything. So you can always, it's like, consider it like a mini reading related to this stuff by coming to the workshop or submitting your, your stuff in advance. Um, you can get answers around your own chart and kind of what um, stuff might be showing up for you. And so that's sort of the, a, an opportunity to do this deeper work. You can also do it on your own. I mean, that's what the journal prompts I give you are for. Um, but basically, it's a good month for considering your relationship to love, practicing um, better communication in relationships, looking at how your sort of lineage impacts your these things that I mentioned so like um your limiting beliefs or maybe not whatever your beliefs are whether they're limiting or not around wealth abundance standing in your own personal power and also that personal power piece and how that shows up in um relationships like are you uh showing up fully as yourself for the relationship right and um experiencing that give and take kind of thing? Do you have a sort of over idealized or maybe avoidant on the opposite end of that spectrum view of love? And how is that coming from your lineage? Or how are you perhaps perpetuating that into your children? And so that's what the inner child work is a lot, even if you don't have children, uh, we all had a childhood. So um, it's just having children will sort of bring stuff up a little bit more and and we'll talk more about that that inner child work specifically um and lineage healing and more specifics about that on the venus retrograde special which will be after the full moon episode we'll talk more nitty-gritty about those kind of things but maybe you already have some idea maybe you already want to start looking into it and then another thing it's a good month for is slowing down because of all these retrogrades to take time for nourishing yourself and others so it's a bad month for being idealistic rather than practical when it comes to love. So um, especially Venus and Leo and Venus retrograde in Leo might um, cause or bring temptation to uh, like, especially once Mercury's there, like start problems around some like over idealized notion in your relationship. If that makes sense. If you're like, I don't know. I just, the way I would say to combat that is like gratitude for your partner and for what y'all have or, you know, so that's like if you're in partnership, but then if you're not in partnership, watch out for like, if you're like in the dating scene looking for a partner, being kind of like, like holding somebody to a higher standard than is realistic and, and having that as a reason to like not partner with this person or um, whatever, you know. Uh, so that's what I meant, like that noticing, considering your balance between are you over idealistic about love or um, are you kind of avoidant of love? Like, I mean, so yeah, those things could like kind of go together, like avoiding relationships because we're looking for a fairy tale kind of thing, if that makes sense. The Venus retrograde in Leo will bring that up. It's also, especially during the Venus retrograde, um, a bad time for any kind of, if you bring up issues in your relationship to have this idea of you versus your partner, 
rather than you both versus the problem. And so that's something we hear a lot. Like, like, I don't know, I hear that a lot maybe because I'm married and so I like pay attention to like how to have a good marriage type stuff. Um, and so that's something that gets said a lot in those circles is like, it's not you versus your partner. It's you, you both versus whatever the issue is. And so that's just something I would urge you, especially, um, when Mercury is retrograde, that's not until August, but, um, it's important now because the issues might already be being brought up and then we'll see over July and August. Actually, for many of you that I've talked to, they, they definitely are like the issues are starting to surface and, how this ret these retrogrades, especially Venus and Mercury, um, and as the planets shift through Cancer and Leo, where Venus and Mercury will retrograde, um, is when when it will sort of play out. So that's why it's important to know about this stuff now, right? Um, and so just be mindful of when you do go to bring up issues, maybe not even just your rom romantic partners, but like anybody, like anything in when you're in a relationship with another human being, um, and you have like a grievance to air, can you approach it from a means of communication that is not attacking the person, but pointing out the problem with a sense of openness and curiosity. And so we'll talk more about that on the Venus Retrograde special and especially that kind of thing in the uh, inner child work workshop. Um, and then also it's a bad month for sudden changes in relationship because Venus retrograde will, it has a tendency to do that. It can heighten the energy around love and stuff, which can make people either want to suddenly like elope and get married or suddenly break up or suddenly start thinking that like an ex is looking real nice right now when you know good and darn well from a logical place that there's a reason that relationship didn't work out, right? That kind of things. Um, so it's okay to sometimes suddenly change your relationship status. Like maybe you and your partner have been talking about getting married or something for a long time, or you've been actually thinking like you're in a relationship where you like, know it's like been over. Like, I know those relationships exist where you're like, it's like been over, but we're just staying in it cause it's comfortable. Um, so if that's the case, this retrograde giving you the sort of like oomph and the energy to make that change, that's fine. But if everything's been going swimmingly and all of a sudden something comes up and you're like, ooh, we better break up, maybe don't do that during the retrograde, if that makes sense, that distinction. Um, so just to recap everything this month, because of the signs of Cancer and Leo and the main energy being um, Venus retrograde, also the double new moons in Cancer, everything is around considering issues of love and the heart and self-care and nurturing and how like your emotional landscape and how all that is showing up for you and especially how it is influenced by and how it influences your family, bloodline, mother wound, that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's a good month for practicing better communication relationships, doing that inner child work, um, doing work around wealth and abundance and standing in your power. Um, and especially we'll talk about that probably more when it comes to the, um, new moon and Leo. That's not for a couple months because we have two in cancer. So your yoga practices to work with all of this energy is heart opening and heart lifting. So think back bends, right? Um, 
especially creating that sense of lift, which is actually what we worked with a lot in the summer solstice um, uh, yoga practice, right? So um, if you join the membership, you can have the replay of that to the summer solstice yoga practice along with the more in-depth look at quarter three astrology and some goal setting exercises, check in about how Q2 since the spring equinox in March has been going. Um, so there's a practice for that in the membership, but I'm sure, you know, you can do a practice around heart opening, heart lifting and back bends. Um, and then also getting your blood pumping is actually good right now to work with it. Like, especially with Leo energy, um, Leo, like the heart and the circulation of blood Leo rules over like the blood. So, um, yeah, can you get your blood flowing? Whether that's by taking a walk or by a more vigorous asana practice, sort of leaning into the pitta, pitta energies of right now. Um, and then also, Leela, sacred play. Is there a way that in your, especially in your asana practice, but maybe even off the mat and in your life, can you find a childlike sense of wonder and curiosity? Um, and so that's actually one of those things that like with the inner child work, um, if that feels hard for you to be playful, um, to spark that curiosity, then inner child work may be a good thing for you to do because we want to be able to tap into that sense of play and that sense of wonder within ourselves. So for example, like a way to do that on your mat would be like worrying less about alignment and, and play, like exploring a little more, like what happens when I do this, right? And, and just having a sense of curiosity about it. So then that also, um, can you bring that into your relationships? Like I mentioned with that, if you have a grievance, instead of saying like, here's my problem and here's how, what I want you to do to fix it, right? Can you be like, uh, I'm experiencing this and it's like kind of new to me or whatever. Um, and I'm wondering like what we can do about it. Have Bring that sense of curiosity in on your mat and then also off your mat this month. Um, so your journal prompts, number one, what does home mean to you? And how does it contribute to your sense of security and emotional well-being? So is there sort of like stuff around what is home? I actually often hear people who are like adults say that they no longer experience a sense of home or like whatever. So can you tap into a sense of inner home and inner well-being if that feels hard again that inner child workshop could be helpful for you specifically um, and then related to that how can you create more loving and harmonious environment for yourself and your loved ones whether that's in the home itself or just in general in your relationships how can you create more harmony um, and a deeper sense of of emotional harmony within yourself and then second question is how do you value value yourself and your worth? So this has to do with all the Leo energy, especially Venus retrograding in Leo. How can you shift any limiting beliefs or self-sabotaging patterns to allow greater abundance and joy to flow into your life? So with all that said, I hope you have a beautiful July. I hope you're able to find some nourishment this month. Uh, you can join us for that workshop if you want to have a special place carved out for some deep nourishment and tapping into this inner sense of peace and comfort. I would love to see you there. Um, for now, the only way to join that workshop will be to join the membership, but maybe I'll make a drop in as it gets closer. 
Um, anyway, thanks for being here. And please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.